0: Hello and welcome back to the show, my name is Louis Musset and I'll be your host. Currently I'm a 28 year old male with a degree in aircraft maintenance engineering that has been working as an assembler at a factory for the past 5 years. Seeing how the world has evolved since leaving university, I am now looking to pursue a career as a self-employed individual that gets paid while still working on the things that I enjoy doing. Over the years I have been consuming content, taking notes and thinking deeply on a variety of subjects. Some of these thoughts and notes have turned into projects and that is why I am calling myself a project creator as well as a content creator. Before I start talking about the first project I created, I just want to briefly tell a story about how I got to the point of starting the project by talking about what happened after I graduated. At the time, all I had were partially organised notes on a variety of subjects reaching back to 2013. Um, during my, when I started my university course, and uh, I finished and graduated in 2016. Um, After graduation, I found it strange that a lot of people who go to university for three years or even more, um, who study a a subject they supposedly enjoy normally stopped learning it the second they graduated and on on top of that some even burnt the books they had um, acquired over the course of their degree and never looked back back at it ever again and just kind of followed a career not relevant to the degree, which I just found confusing. But in my case, I continued learning, even after university, after I graduated. My yearning for knowledge had not been extinguished. But it is for this exact reason that I did not pursue the career of aircraft maintenance engineering since I found out with my experience volunteering at an airport and many other jobs that a lot of what you study even at university becomes irrelevant because most jobs at the end of the day basically involve following a procedure Instead of using critical thinking to perform a task that will get you paid. And so. After thinking. For a long time now. uh, For my career. When I was just as a graduated person. Even then I knew something was wrong with how this world viewed life careers. And. Every single part of me was telling me not to follow what the baby boom generation had done before. Where you chose a career, stuck to it till you retired, and that was your life. I knew things were changing. Uh, During my three years at university, researching, using the internet, It gave me insight into how people were earning a living in this modern time. Especially with the advent of uh, the internet and not just that, but um, all the tools that the internet provides. And I wanted to be a part of that community. Um, Since I'm quite computer literate, I know how to use the internet. And there are a lot of people who don't. And that's why they're not part of that community. So after looking a bit. Into how people earn money online. Through the products and services. They were offering. I knew a website. Of some sort. Would be needed to start this venture. But what to call. A website. Or my website. And would it. What would it be about exactly? It's a bit of a long story since 2016. But to keep it brief, I thought that because I was an engineer, a quote-unquote problem solver, that I could simply make a website that solves problems. After a bit of thinking... I came up with a name Thinker-Solver, so a person who thinks about a problem and then solves it. I know, a bit simple. But to not get too confused, I'll briefly mention the original meaning behind the name, which can be summed up with uh, multiple definitions combined. And uh, uh, I'll just quote it as follows. A person who thinks deeply and seriously about how to find an answer to, explanation for, or means of effectively dealing with something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. Now, if you're confused about what exactly the intention of this project is exactly, don't worry. So, was I. In plain English, I I was trying to make a website that solves problems. But what I realized is that since a problem is just a thing a person perceives as unwelcome to them, I needed to change the project's aim. But it's still, the name is still still suits for me I'm still a person who thinks deeply and seriously about it so that's why the name has stuck but the aim of the project needs to change now there there were various changes over the years um about what I wanted a project to be and even since it's now 2022 I started the project in 2019 and even since then there's been lots of changes uh you can actually find i wrote up i actually wrote up about all the changes i made and uh, made a story i wrote a story um about how i came up with this website and i put it in a pdf format and i actually put it on my website so if you go to my website at thinkersolver.com on the documents tab you can find a PDF document and download it called introduction and so my I'll be updating it soon so you'll have the full story about kind of how I got to this stage although like uh, I even that even in that document I'm like one version behind so that I'm like I think I was up to version like five or something version six like this this website now is on version 7 so yeah many prototyping to get to this stage okay bringing back to the present 2022 the project's current aim and slogan for the website think it's over is as follows steering our lives towards valued outcomes steering our lives towards our valued outcomes to better explain this i'll go through what this project entails and hopefully things become clearer as i explain it just as a note i personally follow the principles laid out in each of these projects so i will attempt to give my experience as i explain the project further so to start i always kind of every project i create Normally, I break it down into like a few points. Uh, so, n- normally, like each project will have a few, you know, have few pillars about how, on how the project st- or what the project stands on. And so, the three main pillars for the Thinker Solver project are factors, think, and act. Now remember the slogan for the ThinkerSolver website is steering our lives towards valued outcomes. So the question is how do I get from where I am now towards an outcome that I value? And the proposition that this project I've come up with is factors, think, act. All factors contribute to a result. And therefore, it is important to know what these factors are. As you think, the mind is always in a state of change. And it is important to know why that is. You cannot always control the way you act. But through practice and the right mindset, you can act more appropriately. So here I've literally just read out um, the slogan for each of these factors, think, act you consider the factors you process that information by thinking about it and be aware that your thoughts are also in a constant state of change and then you act but also aware that you're not control you do not have perfect control over how you want your body to act And that's why it's important to... All these are interconnected. All the factors of the universe... All the factors of your situation... The mental state you have at that time... And your ability to act at that time... All play a part into how an outcome... Is achieved. And then you need kind of feedback loops to tell yourself whether the outcome that you achieved is something you value and so that's why it's very important to always have like a review process you're always constantly working on it you try something you maybe fail or not fail but the outcome isn't the thing you value and then you you know you look at how you approached it, and then you maybe change your approach. Now, a better way to explain the word outcome uh, is to, to just look at the definition. So, outcome means a result or effect of an action or situation so again it's not things happen and a a result or effect happens not because not only because an action was caused it but sometimes things just happen a situation just occurs uh again going back to a classic experience i had um at one time i woke up and i went to my car and it wouldn't stop that was a situation so what did I do in that situation well because I was living um, and I still am living with my parents a few weeks beforehand not a few weeks even a few months beforehand I knew something would happen I was like okay it's a car it's probably going to break down it's an old car it's going to break down at some point so what do I do well what I did was I asked one of my parents to put myself on their insurance. And so I said, you know, can I put myself on your insurance so that if my car breaks down, I can drive myself to work? And they agreed. And so that morning when I woke up, I went to my car, I turned the ignition, the uh, engine or whatever, the ignition wasn't sparking the flame and the combustion wasn't occurring, therefore the car wouldn't start. And so I just calmly walked back into the house, got my parents' car spare key, got into their car and drove to work. So you see, I've literally taken my project deeply into my life I considered the factors I had a car my parents had a car what did I do how what did I think I was like okay my state of mind is cars break down it's inevitable and I'm driving an old car the inevitability of this has just increased what actions do I do and what control do I have you know if i have limited money what else can i do well i can pay my parents a little bit of money to put myself as on insurance on that on their car so that if my car breaks down i can just temporarily drive their car until my car gets fixed or I sell my car. Actually, what happened is I went to, I had a friend who is a part-time mechanic who came over, I checked the car, and he was like, there's some electrical issue. And there were other issues with the car as well, so I just ended up selling the car. So I actually said, oh, yeah, you could probably, can you fix this? Oh, yes, I can. And so he was like, okay, I'll buy it off you. And I was like, okay. I will sell it to you. And I sold it to him for £400. So I turned a situation which a normal person might cause chaos actually gained an advantage. I gained £400 from that situation. I not only gained £400, but because I cancelled my insurance and I paid it yearly, I gained another £300 as a refund for my insurance. So that situation, I gained £700, maybe spent one 200 pounds insuring myself and my parents' insurance. And so I was a few hundred pounds up from that situation, even though it seemed like a really bad situation. And that is the message I want to bring across to people, that just because a situation seems bad doesn't mean you need to react in the way that movies portray it. Panicking, not knowing what to do next, stressing about it. There are always options. There are always always choices you can make. Um, and so let me, you know, for people to truly understand how this works because there's more to it than just these three factors. I have actually broken these down quite deeply. Um, and that's what I want to get into in this podcast. You know, this podcast will last about an hour. So I want to dig deeper into what this exactly means. Let's get started with the pillars of Thinkersolver. Solver. First one being factors. Now, factors I've broken down into three points. Environment, systems, and human inventions. In the environment, things are occurring all around us, including outside of our planet, in the solar system, but things also occur in the homes we built, in the cars we designed and on the streets we paved all these things are factors that affect us all and i condense them down into these three points to highlight them further i can say that we're talking about natural the natural environment so the natural the environment that naturally forms around us the systems that naturally form around us, and then any type of environment or system, but which is human made. And that's why I called them human invention. Economic system is a system made by humans. The solar system is a system designed by no one. It is just natural part of the environment and I separated environment and system because in, in science we've already broken down the environment but system hasn't really been discussed a lot so that's why I separated it it's because it's not quite clear yet how to distinguish systems and during my deep research phase I struggled deeply with understanding systems and trying to explain. It. And that's why, for example, in the last episode, I talked about my new project, Life is a Complex System, because that is a project that emerged from my deep research into systems. And that's why, you know, that's why I want to come back to this project, because this project um allowed all of my new projects to emerge from it and i'll keep um you highlighted on the points in this episode on which episode which um project emerged from what so life is a complex system emerged from the systems part of factors which is a part of single so you see these get quite deep um and uh, I'm just gonna go to my website because I've broken all down, it's on my website. Again, it's quite simple. I've put everything uh, into three tabs, factors, think, and act. And actually my homepage, you, if you just scroll down, I've actually just highlighted it quite well into, and just breaking them down e- with images on each one. I can actually break down the Think Solve a project into nine main sub-pillars as you might call them so you got factors think and act but actually all of my research kind of split everything up into these nine main factors nine main elements of the thinker solver project and then i condensed them down into factors think and act so now i'm just going to go through them very quickly number one environment environment the environment is the interactive medium we reside in and it is important not only to know how we interact with it, but how all the components of the environment are interconnected. 2. System. The universe has rules that govern it and its constituent parts. And it is when these parts form a whole that a system is formed. So to understand a system, we must examine the whole as well as its parts. 3. Human inventions. Both physical and abstract things have been created by humans for thousands of years. Some of these are useful and beneficial. Some are harmful and destructive. It is up to humans to decide which things to use and which ones to not use for both the physical things and the abstract things. That is all part of factors. Environment, systems, human invention one two and three moving to four five and six under the think banner so first uh, number four is knowledge all our beliefs are interconnected and define what we know so by examining what we believe by by forming arguments using both logic and justification we can reach a youthful understanding about ourselves and the world around us. 5. Attitude The beliefs we form, the emotions we feel and our past behaviour allow the brain to arrive at a conclusion which will have a great influence on the way we do things in the future. To guide our attitude for more desired outcomes, it will be wise to examine our beliefs, feelings and past experience, as well as the conclusions our brains ha- arrives at and to see what is truly the right attitude to have in the future. 6. Reasoning Reasoning mostly comprises of logic, but compared to computation machines made out of dead stuff, we are comprised of organic matter, and the conclusions we reach on a neurological, chemical, and biological level allow us to reach unremarkable conclusions, which are called fallacies. To avoid these fallacies, it is wise to learn logic. So that was all under think. So, four is knowledge, five is attitude, six is reasoning. Now, for the third main pillar, act, are separated into another three. Seven, practice. Our minds rely on our muscle memory and response to stimuli to react to the environment with sufficient time without taxing the brain. Through repeated action and routine, the brain can rely more on the body when dealing with the environment. 8. Behaviour The environment directly affects our behaviour and how we act even if our minds disagree and so understanding the connections and factors involved in how our bodies react to changes in the environment will give options and what to do about our behavior nine judgment judgment revolves around the morality of our choices which can only really be learned from learning. Knowing how to make good judgment can be comprehended from subjects such as epistemology, metaphysics, and logic. But another important factor for good judgment is how you learn, which can only be done through action, teaching, and deep contemplation. So these are the nine mini pillars of the Thinker Solver project. And again, I'll dig even deeper into what each of these can mean, but I w- I just want to mention that I haven't I, I I I reached a wall on some of these mini pillars. Um, because I wasn't quite sure where to go from there, so some of these mini pillars will have lack of uh content just because I did reach a wall where I struggled to define each um each pillar and even uh, even um from the deep research I did. There was um, many disputes on how exactly these can be broken down or used. You know, things like behavior, um, judgment. Uh, I have, you know, I have got some information on it, but it is very limited at the moment. Although, you know, um, I have gone quite deep into others as well. So I'll just go deep into at least the ones that I have worked on. And again, if you are interested in any of these uh, projects that I'm working on and want me to continue working on it, uh, at the moment, all you can really do is email me at louis at And so if you just send me a kind email just saying, oh, look, I really like your work. Uh, I re- I really was really fascinated about this small pillar that you were discussing. Can you go deeper into that pillar? And so then I can go in and look at my research notes about each of the pillars and then dive deeper and give my opinion about how these will be formed. But I'll, the one pillar, for example, that I've gone quite deep on is like the environment. So it was the pillar one out of the nine. So... That's one of the pillars that I've gone quite deep on. So I'll start there and uh, you'll start to get a picture about how I've kind of broken it down. Again, each person can have their own opinion about how to break down, like, for example, the environment, how do you classify everything, a taxonomy. um, But this is just my take on it. Now, the environment I've split up into three main points, which is matter, life, and energy. Now, you might be asking, well, isn't matter energy? I would say kind of yes, but um, it uh, it's also good to distinguish it sometimes because if you can distinguish matter and life and energy so you got like the electromagnetic spectrum in energy then at least it gives you some you know you you know einstein says or other people say that energy equals mass you know e equals mc squared kind of thing but in terms of taxonomy it is more useful to split them up because um i would probably i the way i classified matter so the definition by uh, google is the quantity of matter which a body contains as measured by the by its acceleration under a given force or by the force exerted on by a gravitational field now i for each of these pillars i always give my own definition so the def my own definition of matter is occupy it so matter occupies space and possesses mass may exist as solid liquid gas or plasma for simplicity two other aspects of matter will be discussed in separate sections the first being all life since this is a complicated subject and full of unknown variables matter Explained in this section will not comprise of living matter. It only comprises of non-living matter. Second, section is on energy. And although matter and energy are interchangeably linked, physical matter in terms of what human stimuli can feel and hear will mostly be discussed in this section. So that is my extremely long uh, definition of what matter is. And then I, you know, because I can, uh, once I kind of figure out what each one of these are, I can go down into even further. So if you look, I even have a breadcrumb on my website. So, you know, it got Think Solver, which is home, and then you got Factors. And then Factors breaks down into the environment, system, and human invention. So then Environment then breaks down into Matter, Life, and Energy, matter then breaks down into element compound homogeneous and heterogeneous so that's how i think the geologists separate matter so you got the you know, all physicists so you got you know the elements the compounds and then the different mixtures of them uh so well technically element is like just a single thing and then compound homogeneous and heterogeneous are just different types of mixtures uh of these uh elements and again then you know i've broken down element again so (laughs) going even further you know what is an element you know an element you might think of uh, as an atom and then you're like, okay, what is an atom? An atom can then uh, break, be broken down further into quarks, leptons, g- gauge bosons, and scalar bosons, and so I de- you can see kind of just how it's broken down. Bec- wh- and okay, here's the question: Why is this important? Why do you, why do I need to go through all this fuss of breaking down what's in the environment so what are the factors why do you need to break down factors into environment system human inventions and go into all this detail well the reason i do this and this kind of clashes with my own kind of philosophy but it's kind of reductionism so reducing things down to the fundamental components And that was kind of highlighted by Elon Musk with first principle thinking. So if you just break down everything into the elements, the first principles kind of thing, then you can understand everything. So that's the purpose of this project. This is kind of my first project, but still going on the old system of reductionism. But that's why this whole under-factors-you-got-system, and the whole thing about a system is that you can't break it down using reductionism. You must actually understand it through the interactions instead of the parts. And that's why there was kind of a clash in kind of what I was trying to achieve. Um, and because, you know, if that is true does that mean I need to completely rewrite my entire project? Um, but I kind of concluded that no, it's actually best to kind of keep it like this because it's not that reductionism, reducing things down to its parts is bad. It's just we need a combined effort of reductionism and the holistic relations So look, in terms of systems. So we need to look at not just Reducing everything down, but we need to understand all the relationships between all of these reduced down parts. And um, by understanding these relations, we can then have, we can then steer our lives towards valued outcomes. Again, that's the slogan: steering our lives towards valued outcomes. That's the whole point of this. In to steer our life towards valued outcomes, you must understand uh, what what do we value. Uh, So we must understand where we are, not just as a person, but just kind of where we are in the world and what we have. Then we need to know where we want to go so the outcome there's an outcome that we kind of uh, desire or we're we're mentally thinking about outcomes and actually people all the time are mentally thinking about outcomes the outcome of the day at work the outcome of the drive going home the outcome of eating dinner (laughs) everyone constantly is thinking about the outcome of something but it's whether the thinking about the outcome did like did you value like what it's not about thinking like okay yeah we all think about outcomes but the feeling we get when we get to the outcome ...a lot of people feel disappointed. And so the the whole point of feeling fulfilled when an outcome is reached... ...or just content with an outcome... ...that requires a much deeper understanding of not just the environment... ...but also of the self. And that's why I dig deep into the mind... Um, so again, uh, yeah, so if I, am going to explain actually the, it might even be better if I just go into the small pillars that I could not explain in this project, but actually created a new project. Um, and again, this is more of a life, life, um, this, is, this project will take up my entire life to complete. Uh, if it even gets complete. Because it's so big. Um, and you'll understand as you listen throughout the episodes that the, this, the vastness of these projects that I'm working on. And I'm not getting paid for any of these. These are just passion projects um, that I kind of work on in my spare time. But if I, you know, if I can get paid somehow to work on these projects, that would be even better. And if people can benefit from the projects that I create, that would just, that would be very fulfilling for me. Because then I know people can use my projects to benefit the world. So, let me just think. Yes, let's go down to think. Now, one of the ones I actually literally ground me to a halt on the entire project was knowledge. Um, knowledge, man, I went so deep on this Um, because I thought that, because at this point I went through... I went through environment and I was like, okay, environment is pretty good. You can break it down. Systems, again, it's kind of new research, but I was like, okay, it's new. They haven't quite figured it out, but eventually we'll figure it out. And then I was going into like human inventions and that was going quite well as well because we can actually like break down um, human inventions into like, you know, three main things like um, scientific and technological. So that's one. Two is socio-political. And three is human, humanistic and cultural. And you see, so you can basically put almost all categories, all the inventions of the world, including economic systems, educational systems, and all these things, into these three categories. You know, any tools you invent, you know, that can be humanistic or cultural. Can it can even be scientific or technological. I'm not quite sure, but there is a classification for all of these things. But as I went deeper into think, where you have knowledge, attitude and reasoning, it started to get a bit more challenging because now you're entering the field of neurology, the mind. How does the mind work? And at the moment, we don't quite know. So it was quite frustration, frustrating. So, you know, uh, in terms of understanding and mind, or uh, knowledge, I mean, so to understand knowledge, you have to dig actually into the subject of philosophy. And more specifically, you have to dig into epistemology, which is the study of knowledge. Um, and so... Um, let's see. I'm just gonna try and find a definition. So here you go. And this is what frustrates me a bit because there's actually a few definitions of knowledge. The Google definition of knowledge is facts, information and skill acquired through experience or education. The theoretical practical understanding of a subject. But I don't like this definition because it almost contradicts what knowledge is in philosophy. Um, because Wikipedia, Wikipedia actually has a quite a good definition of knowledge, just because knowledge is such a debated subject. Um... Uh, Knowledge is familiarity, awareness or understanding of someone or something, such as facts, descriptive knowledge, skills, procedural knowledge, or objects, acquaintance knowledge. By most accounts, knowledge can be acquired in many different ways and from many sources, including not limited to perception, reason, memory, testimony, scientific inquiry, education, and practice. The philosophy the philosophical study of knowledge is called epistemology. That's what Wikipedia says. Um, and so you see, once you get into like a better definition of what is actually knowledge, it gets so much deeper. It's not just facts. That's what annoys me, because the definition of knowledge, it just says facts and information are skilled acquired to experience in school. But that's not what knowledge is. Knowledge is much deeper than that. In epistemology, you know, knowledge is justified true belief. That's currently the best definition we got. I tried to find a better definition, but I failed. <laughs> that's what I'm I'm sticking to that for the moment because there is no better alternative. I'm just calling it justified justification, truth, belief. That's how knowledge is acquired. And I have read into Edmund Gettier and the Edmund Gettier problem, so I am aware that technically it is slightly flawed that you can from this logic you can arrive at knowledge through by luck. Um, But it's all it's the best we got. And so I went deep into this. And that, and, but this is where it gets interesting because I delved so deep, just this tiny pillar. So, this is, you know, think a solver, the pillars, factors, think, act. So, digging deeper into th- think. You've got um, a knowledge, attitude, and reasoning. And so I delved deeper into knowledge. And I actually formed an entirely new website or project from this one pillar. And I called it um, Nolation, which uh, is knowledge accumulation, because I was just so interested and fascinated about how can people accumulate knowledge? Because the reason it's important for valued outcomes is just because what you know impacts what you do. Your beliefs fundamentally impact what you th- what you value. It's like so important knowledge. And again, uh, the reason I separated knowledge and attitude is because attitude, see, knowledge is a little bit separated from emotion. That's the difference, is that um, an attitude focuses more on your past experience, on your desires. And if these desires are not met, you get frustrated. Some things make you happy, some things make you sad. It's more of a reactionary thing, an attitude. So you have a mental state at the time, and that the based on the mental state will will uh, will uh determine how an outcome is reached so for example, if you have a broken down car if you have a positive attitude your experience at achieving the outcome you value may be better than having a angry attitude or frustrated attitude in which it's just going to make the whole process of solving whatever issue you have much more difficult. That's why I separated knowledge, attitude and reasoning. You might have all the knowledge in the world about how to solve a thing or how to solve a problem that you have, But if you don't have the correct attitude, it just won't be solved. That is why attitude is so important. And again, you can have all the knowledge and attitude, but if your logic is flawed, so maybe you have knowledge, you have beliefs about things, you have positive attitude, but if your beliefs are completely false and illogical, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you will fail. This is why... I separated these things out because it is so important to acknowledge each of these points. If you don't acknowledge each one of these and practice and learn or develop yourself, the outcomes you value will never be reached. And that's, you know, going into... um. act and the reason i'm going into this and not into the um nolation project i mentioned before is because (laughs) the nolation project became so big that i have to i had to create a bigger project from it that project actually was so big and there was so it it was there was there was a fluff pouring from the sides of that project that it started to to weed into all of my other projects, and so um, I then just came to the conclusion that I needed a bigger project from this, um, and so I I went back to my roots, went back to this project. So every time I'm stuck with something, I normally come back to this my uh, fundamental project, think it's over, and I go, okay, let's work on this a bit, and because it, it go it follows my roots about what i personally believe in and i was like okay let's look at judgment what is judgment and um you know what judgment is about choices and morality it's about learning it's about teaching it's about contemplation and so i started delving deeper into like judgment which is a part of the um it's not a Judgment is the ninth pillar of thinker solver, which is under act. Definition of judgment is to make the ability to make considered decisions or make or come to sensible conclusions. And um, because I was studying philosophy and I was looking into like Aristotle and Plato and Socrates, I was like, well, this sounds like. A person with good judgment sounds like a wise person. So I was like, okay, what what is wisdom? So wisdom is the act of being wise, I think. And so I was like, okay, just okay. Let me look into this. This sounds interesting because it seems like to have good judgment. You need to be wise. Because I never broke down judgment. I, this was another one I was stuck on. But I knew it was important. The last part of getting to a valued outcome is making a decision. You must decide. You must make a choice. You are either going to cross the road or you are not. That is the point. S- you know, that sounds like simple, but, you know, it could be the difference between living, you know, choosing a girlfriend and living with her for your rest of, of your life. That's a decision. It's a much more important decision. But still the same. It's a decision. Whether you had good judgment or bad judgment. On that decision. Now that. Is determined by a lot of things. A lot of things determine what is good judgment. And you know it seems like you can only. When you don't know. You tend to go to someone who is wise. And you're like. Is this a good decision because people want to make good choices, have good judgment. And what I'm I'm coming I am getting to a point. The point is that I created a new <laughs> a new project and I called this Wizdation. So I went from you know this project, looked into knowledge, created nolation knowledge accumulation project and that got too big so i was like okay what is bigger than knowledge and i was like well wisdom wisdom is bigger than knowledge and so i created wisdom, the accumulation of knowledge going you know going back to uh well the plato uh socrates the father of wisdom as you might call it um what you know he was thousands of years ago asking that same question like how what is knowledge what is wisdom how do you acquire wisdom and he he literally had he had a whole story of like you know he'd go to a guy oh you're wise guy Uh, tell me uh all your wise wisdom stuff and then he would talk and ask questions and he'd be like, well, this guy's not really wise. I'm going to go to someone else. Oh, that guy seems wise. He's uh, He's got a eternal wisdom. Let's go over there. And he'd walk over to that guy and, hello, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, see if you're wise. And he'd ask him a bunch of questions and he's like, yeah, no, you're not wise. And then he, you know, went to like a hundred people and realized that no one is wise. And he's like, no one is wise. And God damn it. I can't believe anyone now. You know, I'd, I've been to so many people and every time they can't answer my goddamn questions. Um, and then he became a skeptic and he was like, no one can be, know anything. I can't know anything. I can't be, I can't be wise. I can't have wisdom. Well, but people said like, because you believe this, so- uh, Socrates, you must be the wisest because you're just so skeptical and you keep questioning everything, <laughs> which is kind of a strange thing, but you know, he, and he came to like some pretty good logical conclusions and had pretty good judgment about a lot of things so and that was considered wisdom and so I started to actually like look into it a bit deeper and break it down like can you actually logically break down wisdom into like components and then like accumulate wisdom and um, I actually have let me just quickly go onto the website because Just very briefly, uh, the Wisdation website uh, doesn't actually have much on it. All I have is one image. That's right, just one image. But I went into uh, Adobe Illustrator and I started to try to brainstorm and imagine what wisdom is. And I looked into like so many subjects you wouldn't even consider like wisdom. Like why would I look into metadata? How does that even relate to wisdom? But it did. It it actually was, you know, one of the main points. How, you know. And I was like, okay, what else do I put into wisdom? You know, obviously knowledge. Knowledge is a pillar of wisdom. Um and actually I have uh, I'm not sure I'm still working on it but I've kind of got um a few pillars to wisdom so you know I'll just break it down into the steps I think you got an input so when you to acquire wisdom start you need to acquire some data so it needs to be an input then the you need to have the the, the data needs to be processed right yeah, there needs to be some sort of transformation in this uh, processing. So you process the information and then the you know, there needs it needs to transform into something. And then you need you need to be able to output it, communicate your whatever your your wisdom. Um you need to have feedback. So to continually develop your wisdom, you need to continually have feedback. And then you know, to, to the result of wisdom is normally good, um, going back to judgment is to is to have good judgment, to have an outcome. It's always going back to outcome. How can you achieve an outcome that you want That from the decisions you make? And I was like, okay, well, a wisdom can do that. So breaking it down even further, you know, first it's data and data, um, data creates metadata, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about all of it, but basically, you know, you have data, comes in like words and stuff like that. Um, and then there's something called trivium, which is like logic, grammar, and rhetoric. Why? Who, what, where, when, how. So, you need to learn how to speak. You need to know how to convey, to perceive, to express, to have empathy. And then the two main pillars again, going back to my previous project, nolation, so knowledge fits into this. So, knowledge. So, after you've learned stuff and you know how to learn it you know how to perceive stuff then you can uh, turn that transform it into knowledge but then there's another pillar that people tend to ignore people just focus on knowledge i must accumulate as much as much knowledge as possible but there's another point you must understand this knowledge and people forget that that's the difference and and that's one of the main points I wanna make in this whole thing is that you got, you know, knowledge and then you got understanding. And they both can't exist without the other. You can't have understanding without knowledge. You can't have knowledge without understanding. And understanding has its own mini pillars, like, you know, what I talked about before. To understand something whole process of going through sync or solver you must have reductionism of reducing everything down to its parts but you must have um to like you must understand systems as well you must also understand the relationships between the parts you must have perspective that's understanding so if i come from if i can see what you can see from your perspective that means i have understanding of your perspective It must be, you must have coherence. Coherence means literally, you know, when someone says, do you understand, do you cohere to this conversation we just had? Coherence. And then again, it's not even done. Once you get to that point, once you understand and you know, you must then practice that. (laughs) You must be able to communicate it. Just because you know something doesn't mean you can actually talk to someone and sound intelligent and sound wise. That you have to practice of years of doing. it. That's why wisdom is normally old people because they just practiced it for so long. But I would say, you know, every wise person, every old person can be wise. But not all wise people have to be old because it's, you know, it's all about practice and knowing and understanding. If you understand and know from a young age and you've practiced a lot, you can be wise when you're younger. It's just about having the right combination of these factors. And then um, moving on from that, you, get, you then get things like, you know, uh, you got different philosophies like skepticism, stoicism... And all of these play a part. And then I've even added the mini, mini pillars of judgment into the Wisdation project. Because if I know and understand something and I can perceive someone else's perspective and someone is trying to get feedback of my wisdom... I have to have good judgment. And that's where judgment plays in this bigger project, (laughs) because it's just so much bigger than I ever imagined. That project would play a part in becoming wise. And that's why it's it excites me just going over this project because there is just so much I can talk about it. I can talk about it for hours and not even get one percent through it because each one there's so many layers that I dig into. Um, that I could just basically go on forever, and that's why this is a lifetime, life, tur- life. Uh, life uh, Life project. It, it's just gonna take my entire life, and it's it's gonna keep me busy. Um, and so I think, yeah, that might be it for today. Talking about the Thinker Solver project, I'm just kind of at this point might go around in circles, but you kind of get the picture now, where I had to sing, think a solver, thinking about something and trying to solve something. But um, what what I found as well is uh, as I was going through the definitions of think a solver, I found that solving, you're not just solving a problem. You can also solve a mystery. So the mystery might be just, you know, a question. And so, you know, when someone has a question for me, that's the whole point of this project, is that I will try to answer this question. I'll try and solve the mystery of that question. And I spend plenty of time reflecting and thinking about it. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy doing it. Um... And I just hope that this kind of allows you to have a different perspective when dealing with situations. So, whenever you're in a pickle somewhere doing something, that hopefully you can consider the factors that you have available, or that so consider the situation you're in, consider the, um, because the situ uh factors is not just uh the situation but it's also the tools you have available to you at the time yeah factors is the environment so you know where are you what do you have on you what are your possessions what is around you physically you know there's also you know your um you know, you're in a system and you can use some of those systems to help you. Both natural systems and political systems or economic systems. You know, if you don't have the money, there is the possibility of going to the bank and getting a loan, part of the economic system, to get access to maybe a thing that you need to solve the problem you have right then. So you see, this is where you're considering the factors. You're like, okay, what are all the factors? And that's why it's important to, you know, how you think about it. But be careful when you think about it. Understand that what you know doesn't always mean that it's what you know is true. That you could be wrong. <laughs> but that by um having the right attitude, at not the same attitude, but the correct attitude or the 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 ideal attitude to have at a certain time will allow you to reach a certain outcome. Um, having a good sense of reasoning will be able yeah allow your brain to solve the problem quicker. So sometimes if you don't have the knowledge, you might have to ask someone for that knowledge. But don't also be careful because that person might falsely persuade you to get something that you don't actually need. That's where kind of like, you know, wisdom and rhetoric comes in. You need to learn how to talk to people and understand that they are a person. They can trick you. They can influence you to do something. They might be honest, but they might not be. You don't know. That's why you have to practice talking to people. But then, you know, you're in that situation, whatever pickle you're in, and you must act at some point. You can't just hopelessly sit there and hope whatever thing you have is going to be solved. If you've prepared or practiced for a situation that you are in, you maybe be able to resolve it. If you act and behave in a certain manner, people might actually help you. You know, if you're being very kind and generous and you're being very pleasant with people, then you may you talk to them, you make them laugh and stuff like that. They might actually come and help you and go, Hey, look, I enjoy your company. I don't mind hanging out around with you. Oh, I see you have a little bit of a problem there. You know what? I'm just gonna come and help you out. And uh, I'll see if I can get you this this problem you have sorted. And then you know you can have good judgment. Is this person can I trust him? Is he going to do something that's going to make my problem even worse? And that's what about having good judgment is about. Allowing this person to help you is that a good decision? It might be a great decision. They might you might. They might help you out and you'll be friends for the rest of your life. But they can make things worse and you might actually, you know, might cost you in the future because of that one mistake. But you just don't know. That's why judgment is about, you know, there's many factors. You know, it's about you have to learn it through action, through teaching others and by contemplation. Contemplation meaning you have to do stuff. And then you have to, like, consider all the things that you did and didn't do. And whether the things you did do or didn't do uh, was considered good judgment or bad judgment. And then you have to think about, okay, if I was in that scenario again, what would I do? And then actually, when you get into a similar scenario, to actually do the better judgment than you did before. then that's learning. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed my Rambly uh, podcast. I am trying to make these a little bit more structured, but because this is uh, I, I, I know so much about this, but because I know so much about it, and this uh, project is a little bit disorganized in just the uh, content that is available in the project, uh, I've kind of jumped around a bit, but um, hopefully, uh, in the next project, I talk about it won't be so jumpy aroundy. <laughs> And actually, um, since I mentioned Wisdation, I might actually go into Wisdation in the next project. So that is uh, Wisdom Accumulation. And I'll go into that next project. It might be a shorter episode, to be honest. I'll see if it is a bit too short. I will actually cover the two other projects I cover. But I reckon I'll be able to dig deep enough to talk it for an hour uh, because it's quite interesting. So like, you know, talking about what is wisdom. Some people are actually quite interested about that. Like, Oh, what is wisdom? Can you actually acquire wisdom? Is that a thing you can actually do? Can anyone acquire wisdom? Or is it like limited to certain individuals? Who knows? But anyways, I'll add my little plug in here. You can find me at louismasset.com All of my content and my projects which I'll put up there. You can find me on my YouTube channel at Louie Um I am still working on my other podcast. Do you want to know podcast with my friend Romeo Goulder. We He actually just sent me a message uh, an hour ago um, saying that he had completed editing the episode two of that podcast so if you guys have nothing else to do you can go pop over there and listen to that episode where i'll be talking to him about restarting the podcast with him because we had to pause the podcast for a year because of just life in general getting in the way uh, uh, just a reminder that you can uh, if you want to get into contact with me you can email me at uh, louis at Um, you can actually just go to the contact page at lumasa.com and just email me through that. Or you can email me directly. Um, Now, at the moment, I'm still working on monetization and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm still learning... A few things so i'm i'm actually been focusing quite a lot on the youtube side uh, because this podcast is quite simple i just kind of record and just talk to you guys but for the youtube channel there's just much more i need to do and i've like just bought a green screen so i can actually take pictures so that i can create thumbnails so look forward to more content on youtube hopefully a little bit more structured so i'm actually uh, for youtube i'm probably going to keep everything scripted um so that i don't just keep jumping around and actually you can actually coherently follow a piece of content without me just rambling but anyways uh thank you for listening and um join me on my next episode we'll see if it is next week or not. I'm still trying to decide whether this podcast is going to be weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. Uh, Within a few weeks, uh, I should know. But anyways, till next time.